This is just on the jaunty jams. I'm sitting here in Ubud in Bali. It's a small village that has a rich culture. And yeah, this is just a chicken, a life update to share where I've been over the past couple months, what I've been up to, what I've learnt along the way, what I've experienced, the cool people I've met, the things I've done. So the first podcast episode I did was in the end of May, uh, start of June. It was just before I packed up all my stuff, just before I decided to shoot off, not before I decided, but just before I shot off uh, to South Sumatra. So I had the most incredible leaving gathering for my birthday. Um, all my close friends from the Gold Coast and surrounds got together at the hub, thanks to Brandon. We had an incredible night of connection, of fun. I took everyone through uh, a gentle, short breathwork journey to bring about connection. We did a big cacao ceremony. And yeah, it was just a really incredible way to end my t current stint at, on the Gold Coast. I know I'll probably be back at some stage. And from there I flew to South Sumatra. I stopped over, I had a cancellation of one of my flights, so I had to stop over in Bali for a day, which is cool. I got to go check out Uluwatu, see some cool things. And then I flew on up to Krui, South Sumatra. One flight to Jakarta, another flight to Bandalampung, and then got there. It was a six hour drive from the airport, or about six and a half hour drive. I arrived at two in the morning. Um, I woke up at 6 a.m. buzzing, just wanting to check out the place and see where I was at. The waves out the front were good. And yeah, I ended up spending nine weeks in total there. So from about the 15th of June till I think the 20th of August. Stayed at a place called Kambuna Surf Hostel or Kambuna Homestay at the start with a beautiful lady named Wati um, who looked after me very well, cooked amazing food. Um, they had some puppies as well that were born on the day that I was leaving after my first 10 days there. And they ended up naming one of their puppies, Jonty, after me, which was really nice. Uh, after that, I went to a place called Bee Ocean, which is a surf resort style slash setup. Uh, they have surf guides, they have all your meals included, uh, and they just yeah, help you out along your way. Met some incredible people there, some incredible times. Uh, and then I moved from there to a place called Amy's Sumatra, uh, which is another surf resort place. <clears throat> Very similar, surf guide, all your meals are included. Um, surf break out the front, although I, I didn't surf that one, it's a bit too gnarly for me. Uh, not many people surf that wave. And then <clears throat> after that three and a half weeks, I went back to Kambuna, the first place I stayed at, and did a, another 10 days there before finishing up my time in Krui. Originally in Krui, the plan was to get quite deep into some work that I had planned out. Uh, one being 
building out this coaching course that I'm working on uh, and creating content and doing a bunch of things and yeah I ended up doing pretty much none of that <laughs> and that's okay you know I I sat with it with a, for a while and I yeah I really struggled to get into that flow of surfing and then doing work and then in and out of meeting new people and exploring a new place and doing all these other new experiences. I just didn't quite find the, the rhythm of sitting down at the laptop and, you know, for one or two or three hours at a time and, and getting things done. I still kept putting out podcasts. Um, I still, you know, created some content on social media and put that up and, but yeah, I just enjoyed the ability to just surf, you know, it's something I've been doing for 20 years now and I love surfing, you know, I really, really love surfing, it's, you know, part of my childhood, I've had many incredible times surfing um, and it was just awesome to just get in the froth of surfing and to meet other people that were there just for that sole purpose. You know, there was, there weren't really anyone else there and in Krui for anything other than surfing. You know, other, the only other people, yeah, really would be the partners of surfers or, um, or the children of the father that's surfing or whatever. Um, I met some epic people along the way. Um, through the different places I stayed at. Um, one legend in particular, Dane, uh, who we're gonna do a chat with and just to talk about surfing and talking about crewy and uh, I'll post that one up soon. And yeah, it was just epic. It was just epic being by myself and meeting other people that were also on their journey and just connecting with them and, and frothing over surfing and okay, where are we gonna go? We're gonna go tackle this way, give this one a crack. You know, I definitely met my edge a few times surfing. Uh, I had one particular session where I was super confident at the start, got three really good waves. And then the fourth wave, big one came through. I was like, yep, I'm on, here we go. And paddled in and was just too late. Got picked up by the wave at the start as I went to take off and got thrown with the lip. Ended up getting just completely destroyed, like so washed around washed over the reef, chopped open my feet, like gouged my heel, gouged my, like scraped my feet really bad, popped up, my board was snapped, um, just a complete demolition. And that definitely knocked my confidence for a few days, maybe a week or so. Um, but by the end of the trip, the confidence had come back and yeah, it felt good. So. Yeah, sometimes the ocean can be very humbling. It'll put you in your place. You know, you think you've got it. I think this is a, something that applies in life as well as you get hyper-confident about something and you're like, yeah, I've got it. And you go into it with that attitude and you remove your, I guess, your, not so much hesitancy, but you remove you know, that part of you that does look out for your safety and does look out for your, your well-being more and you're like, oh, I'm so confident, I'm going to nail it, and then, boom, like, humbled. So, that was a good experience. I had some cool conversations with people. Uh, one in particular, a guy named Luke, who we ended up filming a podcast with, so I'll be posting that 
uh, in the coming weeks. It was a really awesome conversation. After Krui, I flew to Uluwatu, or flew back to Bali, and met up with a bunch of Kiwi friends from Uluwatu, um, or in Uluwatu, sorry. Uh, a bunch of Kiwi friends, people come from all around the world, from New Zealand, from Australia, from the UK, from Europe, uh, from the States. And we just had an absolute blast of a time. Um, we stayed at a few different villas. Uh, our friend put us up in the Ulu Surf Villas for three nights of the wedding. And yeah, just had a great time. Unfortunately, a respiratory virus ripped through the crew. And I think about 60 or 70 of the 120 attendees, by the sounds of it, got this respiratory virus or maybe it's just a common cold. I don't think anyone tested positive for COVID. I think it's just a flu. Um, I've still got the remnants of it, a chesty, chesty cough, uh, but it hasn't inhibited me too much. Um, so that was cool, that was fun. We had some good nights out, lots of dancing, lots of good conversations. Uh, I went for a full moon surf at Bingen watch the moon rise over the horizon at like 7.30 or 8 o'clock at night. That was really epic and with two, like a good old friend and a, and a new friend who was keen on the adventure, who was keen to night surf, so that was pretty cool. And then the decision was made to come to Ubud. And I don't know where the decision originated from, but there's a calling, there's a calling to come here and after being here for a week, I, I know why. There's such a rich culture of creativity here. You know, some of the, I signed up for a month unlimited yoga classes at the yoga barn, uh, just because they have such a wide variety of different options for yoga. And I've been practicing yoga for probably eight years now. Uh, on and off at some phases a lot, at some phases tapered off, but you know, stayed very consistent with the continuation of that practice. And it has supported me in so many ways in my life. In so many ways, yoga has helped me, whether that's you know, the, the classical strengthening and lengthening of my body, strengthening my muscles, lengthening my muscles and my ligaments and my tendons, but also my mind being able to stay in strong postures and to hold myself through moments of tension, especially when you, you know, your mind is just screaming at you, this hurts, this sucks, don't, don't do this, why are we doing this? Why are we in this class? Why are we here? This is weird, like whatever, whatever the mind comes up with to try and distract us from from getting deeper into a practice. So decided to do that. Um, I'm in this cute little homestay. We've got the jungle right next to us. Uh, you can probably hear the sounds of all the birds in the morning. It's quite beautiful to wake up to this. But back to Ubud. Yeah, the, you know, most nights I've been going down to one of the cafes. They have live music on at 7 p.m. every night can sit there with the laptop and do some writing and, and do some work, whether that's editing the podcast, whether that's, yeah, whether it's just writing or journaling or working on some new things that are in the pipeline. 
the streets are filled with healthy cafes. The yeah, the the culture here is so rich in terms of music, arts, um, spirituality, practices, nature. You know, it's not very far to go and do big hikes up to volcanoes. Um, so yeah. Um, I'm really excited for the coming few weeks being here. Some of the things that I've learnt over the past couple months and have just stayed in practice with, you know, I've continued on my 20, 22 minute morning meditation and 20 minute evening meditation. In the morning I take myself through a practice of self-connection, of just connecting to my centre first and foremost, connecting to the core, the earth, uh, my grounding, connecting to above, to, to spirit, to the universe, to the universal consciousness, connecting to the past moments of now from all my learnings, my lessons, my knowledge and wisdom that I get to bring forth from all the past moments of now, my future or all the future moments of now, all the potential, all the possibility, all the opportunities and choices that I get to make in alignment with my self, connect to my feminine, creativity, the ability to receive, uh, flow, intuition, and then connect to my masculine structure, direction, logic, grounding, and then I connect to that and I spread that energy outwards. And then in the evening I just practice feeling. I just practice pure presence. Coming into my body, relaxing the mind, detaching from what has happened in the day and coming into my body and just simply being, closing my eyes, and feeling what is, what's coming up in my body. And every time my mind speaks up or pipes up, I just come back, whether that's through breath or just through centering. One thing that I was doing last night that I just tried out was visualizing a candle. And I'd been reading a book uh, the Tibetan Book of Living and Dying and they're talking about your mind as a, as a candle and all the thought or your body or your stillness or your presence as a candle and the fire that's, that's flickering and all the thoughts that are coming in your mind are like gusts of wind and they're trying to blow the candle and, they, and the, or the flame and the flames flickering around and so you just practice stilling the flame given all the wind and all the turbulence and everything that's going on, practicing just stilling the flame and being in that stillness of it all. So that practice is, well that continuation of the morning and evening meditations has, yeah, really, first of all, just grounded me in the mornings, centered me and set me up for the day, for whatever's coming, and in the evening, it allows me to decompress before I hop in bed. You know, it allows me to process all the thoughts that are circulating, it allows me to process the day rather than just jumping straight in bed, 
and then having all the thoughts. Sometimes, you know, sometimes I can. I used to be able to just jump in bed and sleep straight away, but also sometimes the day would just be there, and you just had to sit with it for a while. Whereas doing the evening meditation and feeling and just being in pure presence and observation of the thoughts and I guess in a state of non-attachment from the thoughts and I'm able to find find a beautiful center and quite often afterwards you know I've got everything set up so that after, as soon as I finish the meditation I'm just lying straight down into bed and most times I'm just like out lights out happy days see you in the morning type of thing so that's been really cool. Also the practice of disidentifying from the mind. I, in the past, and this still comes up, is, you know, we have dark thoughts or intrusive thoughts or negative thoughts. And I used to react to these thoughts and reply to them as, as they were me. Like, oh, in my head, the, the internal dialogue, oh, jaunty, like, don't say that jaunty, or jaunty this, jaunty that, you know, oh, jaunty, this is not how we interact. And what I was doing was creating identification with those thoughts as myself. And hey, who's to say that they aren't myself or are myself? You know, that's, it's up for debate. My current belief is that these thoughts are society's conditioning. You know, in the Four Agreements, he talks about the thousand voices and your parents, your siblings, your cousins, your family members, your community, your friends, your teachers, <clears throat> hearing people passing by on the street or sitting next to you in cafes thousands of voices that are in your head continually are a concoction of your entire life experiences and maybe from other lives if you're into that and so they're not us I believe they're not us and to disidentify with them allows us to come back into our truth or come back into our heart space and to not allow the proliferation of those thoughts to ultimately have control over us or to to take us down into states that you know are less favorable whether that's becoming an highly anxious or becoming depressed whether that's yeah worries about moments from the past or concerns or regrets or or also concerns and yeah and anxiety about the future and what the future holds and those are usually like perpetrated by the mind and by the voices in the mind and when we can start to come into our body and be in a state of presence and I've found for myself when I can disidentify and I can just subtly love those thoughts for what they are but not identify with them as being me, knowing that my truth is in here and that I can come back to presence every time when I just sit and observe and simply be with what is there rather than react or, or argue with the mind. 
So that's been a, a good practice. It's been something to, I mean, continually work on and continually build. You know, I know that there are still many ways in which we can improve our interaction with ourselves through our physical, through our mental, through our emotional, through our spiritual components, through how we act in society, in relationships, our finances. And that's the beautiful part about it as we get to. We get to keep growing and we get to keep moving forward. You know, this phase for me now is to to discover what style of yoga I would like to study a little bit more of. You know, I'd like to do a, a training at some point. More so just to learn the philosophy and to learn more in depth. You know, I've done a lot of practices and I have a, a width in terms of my knowledge. It spans a very wide, you know, playing field. But in terms of depth into many fields, I haven't gone super deep into much. I have in some areas, but I'd like to start to go deeper into the things or experiences or practices in life that have supported me most. And to go a little bit deeper into those into yeah, I guess ultimately learn more and bring more up so that I can share it and I can explain it in a way that can support more people and to allow more people to find their way or their unique set of practices and tools that support them most. Because that's at the end of the day what our journey is about, is to experience and to discover what serves us most in our life, what brings us most joy, what brings us most happiness, what alleviates the, you know, the conditioning or the suffering of the human experience. And by trying lots of things and by listening and by learning, we get to discover what serves our core the most or what aligns with our truth state the most. And that's what I've been doing for years is just trying so many different things, so many things. And through that, have learned a lot about myself on the way and discovered a set of, you know, physical practices that support my body and my, my physical well-being. Discovered mindset tools and techniques that allow me to disidentify with the mind to navigate the mental playing field practices to feel my emotions and ways to express my emotions healthily so that they don't outburst into into the world or into society around me and spiritually new belief systems or new ways of having faith or how to deepen the faith or the trust in the flow of life other than that You know, it's anything that I've struggled with. Definitely the work part. Definitely there's been a bit of self-beration around having these big aspirations and goals and ideas about what I was going to do. And then the inaction of that led to a, a series of 
yeah, I guess self-berating thoughts and and things that were inhibiting me. Um, connection. You know, I've spent a lot of time by myself. And, you know, there's, I guess there's emotional connection or relational connection that, you know, we crave as humans. We crave to be close with someone. And so there's that. Um, but that also just allows me to practice deeper intimacy with myself and to find other ways in which I can, yeah, be intimate with the world or intimate with my surroundings. And I know, you know, I know that there is a, a beautiful woman out there or whatever it may be. And I get to just continue to explore and work on myself and you know, there will be connections that will come in the future. Other than that, thanks for listening. Thanks for being a part of this journey with me. I want to keep these, these updates going and, and go a bit more in depth into my processes and how I navigate life and what I'm learning. So yeah, thank you very much for learning for listening, for being with me on this journey. It's been a great time and there's more to come. Peace out. Thank you.